Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors to hear about what they are learning, what they are teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Behind the Sermon podcast. I'm Pastor Nate. Talking about this week's sermon, I've got some special guests with me. Benaya. Benaya Gagney. Hello. Abram Gagney. Hello. Asher Gagney. Hello. And Benton Gagney. Hello, I'm Rich. I figured we would bring you guys in to talk about uh, the sermon that you haven't heard yet. Um, But we talked through that. First off, how are you guys doing today? We haven't had a chance to connect. Good. 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 How was school? Good. 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 So talk to me about this, all right? Uh, I'm assuming each of you are Christian. Yeah. Yes. How is it? Tell me, talk to me about some of the difficulties or the advantages of being a Christian and going to a public school. You guys want to talk about that or is that too? Uh, You get to learn what other people believe. Yeah, you do. What's most surprising to you about what other people believe? Uh, They believe that scientists made the world. I've had one of those people. That scientists made the world or science? Like the scientist like did something about it. I don't remember. But he was talking about how like scientists are God or something. For me in science, I kind of listen to my teacher because she doesn't have the same beliefs as me and us. So I listen to what her beliefs are. And then I say, this is my opinion. This is my belief. And I say it respectfully. And not- oh, nice. Good work. Um, Benjamin, I know what your chat problem is. All the unsaved girls who want to date you. <laughs> <laughs> am I right or am I wrong? I don't know. You don't know? All right. Well, um, what are the good things about it? Uh, get to teach people. What are you going to teach them? Uh, what... How God created and about the Bible. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good thing. Uh, you could teach your friends if they don't know God, you could bring them to church. Yeah, absolutely. That's a pretty good opportunity. Hot lunch, because most private schools, you have to bring home lunch. Oh, really? Yeah. You get to go to the cafeteria and get hot lunch. Is that a good thing? Yeah. What are the, what's the best lunch that they have at your school? Uh, sometimes they have a good pizza. Really? Yeah. My school is different. They have something every day, but like... They usually have bad lunches, and I get a panini. It's the chicken mm. patty because me and my um friend just pour all the buffalo sauce on it. Oh, really? Yeah, that sounds pretty amazing. Spicy chicken patty. But yeah. the school vegetables, that's the worst thing. Yeah. They're sour. They And they make them really, really soggy. Maybe they're fermented. Yeah. Maybe it's exotic. Maybe your school's serving like a kimchi. Fermented Korean vegetables, and they're just so progressive and so amazing. You can have like this really exotic, expensive lunch. You don't even know what you're missing. Maybe. Maybe. Two dollars. We is- don't even like the meat. It's like fillet mignon. So gross. Well, let me know. Let, well, let me tell you. It's a hundred dollars. So, um. You guys want to talk about the sermon? You want to talk about something else? You want to talk about church? You want to talk about, I mean, you're right here. 
What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? Uh, I want to talk about the sermon. It's behind the sermon podcast, not behind the Gagney's last name podcast. Yeah, let's do it then. All right. In the sermon, it, we talk through, so we're, the entire sermon series essentially is gifts that God gives us. All right. So off the top of your head, what are some gifts that you can think of? Generosity. Well, he is generous, but what is he generous with? Like, what does Wait, he give gifts us? Gifts that he gives us? Yeah, or family. A gift that God gives us. Family. Family. Good, good family members. Yep. Puppies. I mean, I suppose. Puppies for missions. Benjamin, what do you think? Uncover your mouth. What Good do you think? Friends. Friends, yep. What about from the Bible? Can you think of any gifts that God gives us? His word to teach others. His word. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. What about the most obvious one? Jesus. How is that a gift? He sent his only son to die for us. Yeah, and Jesus, through Jesus, what other gift? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Forgiveness, which it leads to? Heaven. Heaven. Salvation, yeah. So in Psalm 127, there's a Bible verse that says, children are a gift from God. So that's what we talked about. One of the gifts God gives us are children. You guys are children, essentially. I'm not a children anymore. I'm a teenager now. And we, um, and God's essentially saying that you guys are a gift. Now, I think they probably should have said Psalm 127, children, your parents are a gift from God to you. I think that's probably... How it should have been. And maybe that's yeah, the original translation. The, it was translated wrong. Yeah. Probably. What do you guys think? Who's the better gift? Are parents the better gift or are children the better gift? Children. Children. Children because they can, well. Because children, parents they can were make, children's. Parents were children and then they yeah. had more children. And we're the gift to you guys. Yeah, mm. children. And then soon we'll be adults and we're not gifts anymore. We make that's gifts. That's We're still the gift. Ben, you don't have a microphone. I can't. We're still the gifts. How? Because we're always your, we're always your child. You are always our child. That's true. Like, have you ever met? Have you guys ever met someone who is really old? And yes. And you're like, how old are your children? And they're like, my oldest child is seventy. Have you guys ever met someone like that before? Yeah. Yeah, but they're not seventy. Yeah. Well over. And how old is his? I think they're fifty in their fifties, but he's yeah. like he's like ninety something. But I've though. met like some people. He's not that old. I've met some people who have kids who are seventy years old, which is pretty wild. My baby is seventy. <laughs> I would feel weird saying that. How old are they? True, right, because they're still their kid. So even though they're grandpa, they're still that person's. They're child. still a gift. So let's talk about some of the ways that you think and that I think that children are gifts to parents. And then we'll talk through some ways that you guys could be gifts to your parents and like the other kids in the church could be gifts to their parents. So I was thinking number one, like you guys could do all the chores. Like that sounds like a good gift. Like, oh yeah, that's right, God. I can raise these kids. They can, they can do all the chores and I can just watch TV all the time. 
There's child labor laws that you can't do that. No, there's only it's only a child labor law if not, I pay you. Not, no, not exactly. You, it's not child labor. So I'm pretty sure. I think as long as I don't pay you, Dad, you're gonna like start like a, another war if you keep saying that. Dad, we're on a podcast, not in a family meeting. I think everybody right now is liking and subscribing to this podcast. Like, oh man, they, they have the most practical, down to earth ideas here. What do you think? Like, what do you think God meant by that when He said, "Because He's telling adults." And why do you? So maybe, why do you think God said that? That He said to an adult, "Because hey, your children are gifts." Because they're the next generation, and if if you don't treat them correctly, like, no, if you don't treat them like a gift, then they're not going to be. They're not going to grow up in like the godly way, and then the next generation won't be able to build, keep building the kingdom, and like. The God has us as the gifts so that we can um, have more of the generation and the generations um, before us and the your grandkids and my grandkids. Um, they're going to be able to keep building the kingdom. But if we just look towards the older people, when they die off, then there's not going to be like as there's not going to be as many Christians. I think there's a lot in there that's pretty good. So one thing it reminded me of is in some other cultures that exists today, children aren't valued. And then certainly in Jesus' day, we see some evidence that children aren't valued. And this scripture, Psalm 127, was written, written like well before Jesus, a thousand years before Jesus, I think David was. And, um, and so at a time, what is that? Is that 3,000 years ago, 3,500 years ago? God saying, hey, children are a gift at a time where children aren't- Are hated? Are, most part are like devalued. Like yeah. there's, no, They're not there's no school. You wake up, you do chores, you take over the family business, stay out of the way. There's, there's no value, no respect for them. Yeah. Even think about Jesus, right? That famous passage where kids are coming to him, they're wanting to play with him because he's really fun, he's really awesome. And then the disciples are like, Get out of here. Get out of here, you little mongrels. And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. Let the kids come over here. Like, I want to be with the kids. He valued them. He values you. What do you think? I think, do you think, or anybody else have anything to add to that? Why do you think God said children are a gift? Because children will live longer, will live longer than the old farts. Yeah, that's... That's true with today's modern medicine, but it wasn't true back then. Kids, I think the infant mortality rate was a lot higher. Because right now, you think about like you get the flu right now, you take some Tylenol. Well, not very long ago, that would bring kids to death. Um, and so there was a lot of parents. Like how many kids did Abraham Lincoln bury? Three? Four. Four? I think it was four. And that was pretty common. Um, my grandparents lost a child to polio when she was 12 years old. Um, yeah. That's pretty common. So good thoughts there, Abram, but I'm not sure that was the biblical idea. What else? Anybody else? How are kids a gift? Why did God say? Why did that God put that in the Bible? 
Cause like who who are kids a gift to? Obviously, they're to the parents. Jesus. But who else? Yeah, they're gift. They're to friends, Jesus. and it'll be easier. It's easier for kids to make friends than for adults. It'd too. be creepy for an adult to walk up to a seventy-year-old and invite them to church. Then it would be for another seventeen-year-old to walk up to another seventeen-year-old and invite them. Yeah. Do you guys think that kids are a gift to a church? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Benton, yeah. give me your thoughts. Why do you think kids are a gift to the church? Um, because they can, like, when they get older and older. Well, not the- like you're a gift until you get older, but no, as a kid, how? Not when you're older, right now, Benton, how, how are you a gift to the church? Um, because if I didn't know Jesus, I couldn't spread the word. Mm-hmm. That's true. But, but what about to the church? Like to Restoration Church, Benton, how are you at eight up. years old a gift to the church? Any idea? What about for you guys? How are eight-year-olds a gift to the church? Asher? Serving. And when they're older, they can start serving bigger jobs. Serving, yep. They can do the chores for the church. Perfect. Chores. We're back to the chores, Stephen. Guys, you guys have Wait, great ideas. It's, it's not, I got it's, some chores for you to do tonight. It's not a chore. It's more of a volunteer. Oh, volunteer. Yeah. Yeah. Not a volunteer. Using not, your gifts. Yeah. Anything else? What do you guys think? Setting a standard. So like in the service, there's new kids. They come in. And then the, if you, they see a younger kid or even an older kid worshiping, then they, they have the, they see like, oh, maybe I should like start looking for this. I think that's true. But think about it this way. How are they a gift to all the adults in the church? How are they a gift to the rest of the church? Um, because they can like help um, in the church. If someone having a hard day, you could like help. Yeah, you can help. You can be an encouragement, laughter. I think it keeps the church say, fresh. Yeah, church say, say verses. Say Who verses. Is someone, tell me this story. Someone had an old dog, and what did they tell the person with the old dog to do? Get a younger dog to keep them happy. Get a puppy. Why? To keep the younger dog feel more alive and happy. If you have an old dog and you get a younger dog, it keeps the younger dog alive longer. Keeps it happy, keeps it active. Keeps it fresh. How does that translate to the church? What are your thoughts, Benai? Uh, or Abram, go ahead. When you have younger kids in the church, it'll keep the, the church more fresh and then joyful. They have a big impact on the church because if there's no kids, then it would become a church with just kids a bunch are of the old f- people. It'll be quiet. There's nothing wrong with old people, but a church... Without old, a church of, without young people. So it's not a, it's not a negative about old people. If you don't, old people if are you, awesome. We don't want a church without old people. Yeah, yeah. That if would, you don't hear crying, the church is dying. Yes. Yep. Good memory. Um, but the kids are the future generation. So if there's no kids, then it's not going to be a future generation. Right. And if yeah. there's no kids then there's not going to be a band. It's not going to be like a church because you can't worship to God. Old people can worship. It's a good thought. You don't have to whisper, though. If you whisper, it kind of negates the uh, the podcast. We got to talk in real real time. Um, Benton, I want to tell a story about you. Can we just take a quick side break? So 
there was the, the EGMI craft fair that was going on. And Benton, I'm just telling everybody, Benton was had this idea that he's going to tell people jokes. And for a dollar, he'll tell you a joke. And that was going to be how he was going to help raise some money toward their uh, Kingdom Builders goal. So we're in the house talking about it and the brothers don't think it's a good idea. And, but Benton thinks it's a great idea. And so one of the brothers says, Benton, how about you tell people, I'll tell you a joke. And if you laugh, you have to pay me a dollar. So then ben, they tell that plan to Benton. Benton goes, well, my jokes aren't that good. So then I started laughing and I said, Benton, I owe you a dollar. Pretty funny. <laughs> you owe another dollar too because last night. Yeah, I don't remember what the joke was last night. And we probably shouldn't. I don't know if it's safe to repeat or not. It's not safe to repeat. It's not? No. Oh. Anyway, Benton made me laugh again last night. So I owe Benton two bucks. I was the one that you already, you owe a dollar. proposed you the idea. You proposed the... I'll tell you the joke if... Um, yeah, I'll pay you a dollar if you laugh at the joke. You have to pay me a dollar if you laugh at the joke. Right? Yeah, yeah. it's like a, if you, you laugh, you owe me a dollar. And if I don't laugh... Wait, if I don't laugh, you owe me a dollar. If I laugh, I you owe me a dollar. Like one of those. Now, talk to me more about um, from your perspective. Like if you're talking to other kids, what if you have other kids and they, their parents aren't Christian, right? Their kid, they're, they're Christian. Maybe they're coming to church with their grandparents, but their parents aren't Christian. How can Psalm 127, I think verse three off the top of my head, children are a gift from God. How can they live that out in their home? Why should they live that out in their home? Showing God to their parents. Expound on that. Like, okay, so you're a Christian. Your mom and dad, they're not Christians. And you invite them, you pray for them. But then you also like, you read your Bible in front of them and they you walk into the, they, they walk into your room and you're praying, just showing that, um, through just those two, those instances, it shows them that there possibly could be a God. And um, having the children as a gift, it's a gift to the church and to the parents and to the non-believing parents because the kids can show the light of Jesus um, to themselves so the parents um, can see it too. I think there's some great thoughts there. What are some practical ways you can show Jesus to your parents in your house, even if you have Christian parents? Helping them with chores. Yeah! Woo-hoo! Absolutely. I was thinking about having you guys paint the house. And not happening. Uh, what other things? I think that's a great answer. Abram. Listening. But for real, that's a good answer. If you do your chores without fighting, because everybody has chores. Every yeah. every kid has yes. to have chores. It's like, if we didn't have chores, this we wouldn't be able to like afford and do this house. Because, like, as we didn't do chores like cleaning the house, then it would just be a wreck everywhere. You wouldn't even be able to walk around, so. Right. Yep. I, that's true. Well, what What else? What other ways you can show your parents? Yeah, Benton. Um, You could, like... It's their birthday and no one celebrates their birthday. You could give them a surprise birthday party. 
Yeah, I think remembering them, being thoughtful. Dad, what's your birthday again? Caring. My birthday's in April. Good Mom and I, you don't even know your dad's birthday? It's not my fault. Asher, I bet you didn't either. I never said the day. I didn't. Don't worry, I know, I know Mom's birthday. Yeah, good. What is it? April 16th. Wrong. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> wait, really? Wait, what is it? It's April 12th? Fourth? No. Yours is April 4th. Hey. I knew that. I knew one of them. I didn't. You didn't know it. You guessed your way to it. No, I didn't. Yeah. I knew it was April 4th. I know your wedding date. But I didn't know it was yours or mine. It's in April or July. That means you don't know it. No, is it in one of them? So, Christmas time coming up. Um, Any practical ways that parents can care for their kids at Christmas time? Any traditions, family traditions that you guys like that you think other families should try? What do you think? Christmas time, kids, family? Uh, I only have traditions for the kids. Wake up as early as you can, even if your parents don't like it. And then do what? You know what your parents can do for Be like- Be tired and cranky all day? Sit up Christmas. You know, you know what your Sit pa- up Christmas. You know what your parents can do for to treat your kids like a gift? Wake up with them. So you don't have to wait at the Christmas tree to open their presents. Three hours. I think last year if we woke up lucky. like three in the morning, and then we had we opened presents at like seven. No, it was not seven. It was like we opened presents last year so early. What time was it? It was five in the morning. Oh, it was. So because it was still dark. Lucky you. See, see. We it, couldn't wake up my dad till sunrise. Actually. Back in the older days, we had something called daylight savings time. We still have that. Well, you won't next year. It's gone. They abolished it. I think it. they're voting on changing it. No, they already did. They already abolished it. No, it has to go through. We have uh, multiple, um, for a lot to get passed, multiple layers of oh, government. The, and we, I think the president is the last one. Benton, I mean, Abram, I mean, Hasher, <laughs> welcome to my life. Do you have something that you wanted to uh, add in on that? Christmas traditions. I would say like, I don't know, but I have something that like, a thank you to the people who helped set up craft fair. Oh, yeah. So thank you to them because it would take a long time to see you guys set it up. Cool. Benton, you have something you want to say? I'll take that for a no. Got any questions? Go ahead. If you want to talk, talk. Um, I'm saying uh, thank you to the people who built the church. Oh, yeah. A bingo. Jewett Construction, I think. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite Christmas song, guys? What child is this? Usually the answer is, that's your child. I say that to Michelle. That's your child. Whose I, child is this? Your child. I have a lot of favorites, but one of them is Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells? It's a good one. Abram? Uh. Or Rudolph. Oh, Little Town of Bethlehem. I'm learning that song in piano class. If I say that, can we keep uh, one? Can we get another dog? No. Don't you want a pitbull? I want any dog. I'd rather have a girl pitbull. Hey, talk to me about this, guys. 
All right, we we haven't talked about this. Um, you guys together made a Kingdom Builders goal for ten thousand. Twenty well for twenty twenty two. That as of right now you haven't hit, but it looks like you're gonna hit it. We How hit did it. you haven't given it yet? It looks like we're gonna, but we have, but you we haven't. Have the, we have it from the puppy. You haven't given it yet until you give it. All right, so it looks like you're going to be able to give it all by the year end, but so far you haven't, um, but you're so close. So tell me, how did you guys talk through making that goal together? How did you guys, as a bunch, like how did you, what was your process of hearing from God, negotiating? Like what did that look like a year ago when you were going through Kingdom Builders goal together? It was kind of, it was in the Kingdom Builders dinner and then you were like asking like, what is, I've asked God, like, how much should I give? And then when the missionary was, like, talking that we gave the money to, to help build, Rachel like, Mullins. yeah, then God was, like, 10000 right away. I wrote that down, and all the brothers got 10000 and then um, New Year's came, and then we put 10000 So all, each of you yep. heard $10,000 when you prayed yep. about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard $10,000. So how do you hear that? How do you hear God speak to you? I don't know. I was kind of listening to you, and then I was like, okay, so what? I was kind of listening, and then you said, what do you think God should give to you? And then God said 10000 I'm like, oh, that's a lot of money. I don't know. Where am I gonna, how are we going to get that? I, I don't know. Is you told the brothers that, too. So it's working Abram, out. Abram, how did you hear God speak that to you? Uh, it was just kind of like a voice in my heart, but not my head. That's a good and so how did you guys all talk to about it to each other? It was kind of just, it was New Year's. And we t- we talked about it before because of the Kingdom Builders Dinner. And like after it, we were in the car talking about it. And then New Year's came. We had the list on our cupboard. And then we wrote down all of our ideas. What list? Because no one knows what uh, we're talking about. Cupboard, like it's a Is list it, for how we're going to reach our goal. Yeah, like a Kingdom Builders list of... Gift of what we're gonna do to get that goal and what the goal is. So in January, the beginning of the year, right. you guys knew it was your goal, and then you made a list of all the possible things you could do to try to reach that goal. Yes, right. yes, and, and one of the things was puppies. One of the things which was are we, have a dog, have puppies. We thought we'd only um, make. Uh, I think the, it was two thousand on the list, and we've made we're a little praying bit for more. five puppies, and we got. Double, double that. And you got two kittens too, which wasn't on the list that you sold and gave the money to uh, Kingdom Builders as well. 200 each, I think. But I I could be wrong. I don't think it was that much. I think it was like we made three. I think that was the total. I think. No, because. I think Bob wanted to get six. Six puppies? Yeah. Yeah, guys, I guess I guess the right number and the right day because our family like did a guessing which how much we would have in what day and I got the right thing. I got both wrong. I wanted twenty puppies. I got mm. I got it right. I said uh, I got the day right. I said I think it was a number or some number and sometime soon. Perfect. So it always some be number correct. sometime soon. So it always be correct. Right. Sometimes soon hasn't happened yet, so you lost. 
Always in the future. Well, then. But when I submitted it, it was in the future. Um, anything else you guys want to say to any parents listening? Give them an encouragement because I, you know, this bad, this hard days as a parent, some days kids don't feel like a gift. They feel like a life sentence. Your kids are gifts, and when they say they aren't gifts, encourage them that they are gifts. Don't just be like, okay, you can say that. Be like, I, no, you are a gift. Mm-hmm. God, God, God in the Bible, he said in Psalms 127, God, your kids are a gift. So. All right, that's, that's a pretty good idea. If your kids have a good job, they're only a 22-year sentence. Only a 22-year sentence, yeah. Benaya, anything you want to add in? Um, uh, love them. Love them? How do you love kids when they're, un- when they're like, unlovable? All right? You guys have had some pretty miserable days. I know because I've recorded you on my iPhone. No? I've saved them in my <laughs> password-protected Dropbox, so you can't, you guys can't access them. The same way God loved us. How did God love us even though we abandoned him? Just, you know. God always loves us even though if we're like mean. Even if we don't even believe in him, he'll always love us. Yeah, that's great. While we were still enemies with God, he loved us. He sent Jesus for us. So our kids, even on their worst day, even on the hard days. Who was that murderer that gave him life to Jesus? Well, I think... Who's that murderer? Charles Manson, but what does that have to do with? Even though your kids are Charles Manson, you still should love them. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you got a point there. Prayerfully, they won't be, right? Even though they act. Talk to parents, all right? What if their kids aren't following Jesus right now? How can they? Be the light in the darkness. What if their kids are just living so angry so opposite to god how do they show them god uh they bring up their kids to church or they, what if the kids won't friends. go they pray they pray and they give them the bible what if they burn the bible i'm just kidding you just pray and you uh you show them the you show them the love that they deserve even if they're not giving it back because you made a choice or something and they could like be mad at you because you are following Jesus, but just be there for them because if you keep on praying and praying, then they're going to turn around and they're going to come. And you just have to be there and just to love them and don't show hatred towards them because they're being, because they're showing hatred towards you. Just, um, just be there. I don't know. Yeah, I think an encouragement that I would have is don't burn bridges, right? So you got to think through also strategically to the grandchildren. The kids may walk away from the Lord, but you might be able to influence uh, the grandchildren to follow the Lord. For a lot of people, you ask them the number one influence in their life, they say a grandparent, even more than a parent, or the number one reason you came to faith. It was a praying grandparent, like a praying mom, that's usually, but a praying grandmother is always, or grandfather, it's a top thing in a lot of people's lives. Um, so play that play that long game. You got lucky, Dad. With what? 
No grandpa. I had two. I had two grandparents. No, us. You're our number one influence. I I hope prayerfully I'll always be your number one influence. Well, now you don't have competition. (laughs) I think it's a partnership, not a competition. Okay. The uh, any book recommendations you guys have? Do they have to be Christian? Um. Usually our book recommendations are to help people like grow in the relationship with God or grow in the subject that we've talked about. No, but I just finished a book today and it was really good. What was it called? It was called Every Day. It was a a school assignment? Yeah. What was it about? It was about a person that changes bodies every day and they they like somebody, but they, they can't be with them because they change bodies every day. Huh. About to call the school board. No, I'm just kidding. We listened. We read some pretty wild books when I was in high school. Some of them I really liked. This one I like is a good book. There, I got a parenting book that. So, a play the man. That's a parenting book by Mark Batterson. We seem to reference his books a lot. I've got a book that was recommended to me by another pastor, but I'm trying to remember the child. Like, keep your kids near. I'm trying to look it up. That um, talks about being an influence there. I don't know. Do you guys, Asher Benton, any books that you've ever read? Do you have a favorite Bible book you want to recommend? Uh, um, a pit with the a book on your phone? The Bible book on your phone? I got the best one. The Bible. That's what I just said. The Bible. Said. Do you have a favorite book Bible. in the Bible? Of uh, my favorite verse in the Bible that helps me a lot when I'm anxious or scared is Psalms one twenty one. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. So that's 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 a cha- uh, verse that really helps me when I'm anxious. I'm doing yeah. right now. I'm reading the book of John. With people in the church. The one that Asher just said, I, helps me. And one my dad showed me helps. Hold on to your kids. That's the book. It was recommended to me by some pastors. Um, Why parents need to matter more than peers. And I tell that to you guys too. Your parents need to matter more in your life than your friends. Always. All right, Abram, anything else you want uh, to say? On the Bible app, one of the reading plans is Living Like Jesus, and I like that one. And a book I liked that I read was The Tale of Three Kings. Right, and that's a Christian book. What would you like about it? Um, uh, that's all right, but you liked it. Yeah. Worth uh, reading. So how old were you? You were 11 when you read it last year? So that could be a Christmas gift recommendation. Well, Technically, I read it this year. It was a good oh, book. You were 12. I read that one too. So that's um, 12 year old, and you were 12 or 13 when you read it. 12? 12. So 11 and 12 year olds, that's a good book. Tale of, the of Three, Three Kings. Kings. That's a Christian book. It's easy read. Um, that's one you can buy and give your kids cho- or your grandkids. Is it Christmas. called The Chosen Book? Or the one that I read in school? I, I got one that I read in school. Travis last gave me. Year. 
Called. Called. That's a good one. I finished that book in school. It was good. I have a good one I read last year. Yep. Um, it's called Wish, and it's about, like, don't, like, scare away. Don't scare away something that you finally got heart to heart with, like, that you got trust. Don't scare it away. Don't break its trust. Cool. Awesome. Benton, you got something you want to add? Um, if you're like done the Bible and you want to see something, you could go on your TV and I don't know what the app's called. Right now, and media. Watch the, and watch Chosen. Oh, yeah. Watch Chosen. That's good. We've watched that together. Let's yeah, watch the Christmas one. Really we should do that. Deal. Tonight. Let's do it tonight. That's All right. a chore, guys. Watch the Chosen. Watch the Chosen, the Christmas episode. Guys, we love you. Have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Make sure to get your kids a lot of presents.